deodorant I use is like natural tree sap garbage and I realize that it's, it's expired and it smells terrible. Okay, welcome to the middle of this conversation. That welcome we're to this middle welcome to this podcast, everybody. Adam's worried that he's going to smell. Oh, I already smell. But he is also he's wearing a viable t-shirt and over that he's wearing a long sleeve shirt. And it's just what I wear. I don't understand why you can't just take the top layer off. It's a, it's a crop top. Already. Everybody in this room is wearing a t-shirt. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. Well, just don't I don't want to hear one more complaint about it is what I'm saying. Oh, well, then you should then we should end this episode right now cuz that's my MO is to complain. I know. Um hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello. How are you? How have you been? I'm good. My dog got neutered this week. Oh, baby. <laughs> oh, darling. How is he doing? He's doing fine. I thought he was going to be a little vegetable for a day, for at least a day. You know, yeah. you go into surgery. I think it's I think it's like a pretty minor. I know it's minor, but like so is an appendectomy. And when I had that done, <laughs> I was screaming for four days afterwards. I just thought it was gonna. I thought he was gonna be groggy boy. I said, "How are we gonna get him home from the vet? We live like a seven minute walk from the vet." And I was like, "What are we gonna drag him in a wagon? Where are we gonna get a wagon at this hour?" <laughs> And the vet was like, you can just take him. We'll operate on him at, like, 2, and then you can take him home at, like, 6 or 7. And we did that, and he was totally fine. So he's doing good. He's got a cone on his head. He's got, a like, a bubble. He got a bubble cone. Yeah, we got him a donut. for. It's like yeah. an airplane pillow, um, and it's large. And we're only pretty sure that it keeps him from licking himself, so we have a backup one that for sure does. I got Pepper had a wound on her leg once, and I got her one of those little donut things. And Pepper it had a wound. It did not. It keep her from. Yeah. Chewing off that scab. Yeah. <laughs> Where was the wound? It was on her back, like ankle. Do cats yeah. have ankles? <laughs> Cat ankle soup. Yeah, her ankle that connects to her baby hand. Um, <laughs> She contorted in such a way that she chewed off that. Well, that thing's not going to stop a foot from being chewed, especially from a cat who is liquid. Right. With a dog, to get to the balls, the balls is like the... The balls. The balls is like... (laughs) What do the balls be like? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's what's been going on with me this week. Dog is neutered. Ladies. Ladies. That's good. That's responsible. Yeah, well, I'm contractually, <laughs> contractually obligated to get him neutered because he comes from a champion bloodline. Yeah, and they um, need to keep the bloodline pure, and they pure. don't want you to start your own like breeder company. Exactly. Yeah. Or something. I don't know what the deal is. I just don't think they want Duck's parents to have all these illegitimate grandchildren all over the place. That's fair. The other thing is that my foot hurts a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You want to elaborate on that? Not too much. It's pretty boring. Is there, what do you think the reason is? Orange theory. Did I oh, tell you about God orange damn theory? It. <laughs> the goal <laughs> is to stay in the orange zone. That's where all the fat burns. The past couple of days when I wake up, my feet are a little numb. 
know. And it takes it takes like thirty seconds to a minute for like the feeling to come back. Are you sleeping in a weird position? I don't know. I that's bad though, right? Yeah, that's numbness like, in the extremities is a bad symptom. Yeah, it's not a good thing that you should ignore. Well, I'm gonna ignore it. Mm. Um, okay. So if this podcast doesn't come back, it's because I died. It'll be in memoriam. Who will I in memoriam? Who will who will be my replacement? I was just wondering. I was gonna say who would it be? Uh, Who's my contemporary? Polly Shore. I am definitely more famous than Polly Shore. <laughs> he is. That's that's a downgrade. Polly Shore now, not Polly Shore in his prime. I'm not talking. About, who said anything about fame? I'm just saying ideal replacements for you. I'm asking who is my contemporary? Jonathan Van Ness. Oh, he's he's way above me. I'm not talking about I'm not ranking people. But that's what I'm asking you to do. That's not what I want to do. I'm the one that has to continue on with life after you're dead and keep this gravy train. You think Jonathan Van Ness <laughs> has time to Oh yeah. <laughs> he makes time. Podcast? Okay. He's very gracious. That's true. He might do one episode, but he will not be a permanent. Maybe maybe you'll have to do the thing like when um when Rosie O'Donnell was retiring and she had a bunch of guest hosts. Oh, man. And they settled on Caroline Ray and that lasted for like three months. Oh, that poor woman. Nothing <laughs> ever works out for her. She's great. She I was, mean, she she Sabrina was on Sabrina and like that was her thing. And I know she that had was her thing, thing. But she deserved more. That should have been a springboard into stardom. It should have been a rocket ship into the stars. She ruled. <laughs> she she was a um she she was the host of The Biggest Loser for the first three seasons, and she was great. I love The Biggest Loser, and I've seen every episode. And she brought a real authenticity to the role of the reality competition show host. And then they brought in Allison Sweeney, and she sucks dick. She <laughs> has always sucked dick in that role. And I have, strong, wrong with I that. have strong opinions about that. <laughs> I have strong opinions about that. I think Caroline sucks. Ray has had exactly the career that she was supposed to. Oh, I disagree. I think she was – I think she deserved more. I think she got what she deserved. Wow. <laughs> so you're going to ask me how my week has been? How's your week been? How's my week been? Um – Last night, both of us went to this thing. I participated. You didn't. You were just in the audience. I was in the audience. Um, but my friend Dami had a book launch at a bookstore. And so she had like a little presentation thing. And I was like it was it was billed as Dami Lee in conversation with Adam Ellis. Yes. But it I mean it was I was mostly just there for moral support. Yeah. And to like interject every now and then. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a full-blown kind of like interview situation mm-hmm. where you interviewed her, um, but she had a slideshow, and you guys went through the slideshow, and you provided real, real tasteful color commentary. Yeah, I did. That was the first time I've ever done something like that, so I was very nervous. He was all calm and cool and collected, though. That's how I come off, but inside it's just, it's a, it's well, a hurricane of emotions. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I was told that I did pretty well. Um, Nobody's gonna tell you that you didn't do well. You would t- you would absolutely tell me if I didn't do well. Yeah, I guess I I might uh, I might come at you with notes. It would be constructive. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't just say that to be mean. But yeah, like that was the first time I've ever done something like that, and I typically avoid being in front of crowds. Mm-hmm. I typically avoid doing things. Yeah, you were especially in Brooklyn. That was. <laughs> 
that was like a ways away. Oh yeah, me. it is far from where um, you live. You you were sort of apprehensive about the whole thing, but your friendship with Dami is strong, and you'd do anything for her. Yeah, not anything. She's but your sweet sweet young daughter. She is. She's my biological daughter. So we did that, and then we we went to dinner. It was sort of an impromptu dinner with a whole bunch of strangers. Yeah. Um, and I got home last night, and I was like, that was like a milestone in my life. That was a big night for you. I was I was in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. I was able to speak and form senses. You did. And I got home, and I'm like, that is my that's my thing for the year. Mm-hmm. That's my. They say you should do something every day that scares you, mm-hmm. but if you just do one thing a year, that's fine. That is fine. Also, like if you if you can manage to do something every day that scares you, you need to sort that out with a psychiatrist. If yeah. there are that many things that, that scare you, that many things that scare you. Three hundred and sixty-five things a year that scare you. Oh, we should. That try should to be make the same. You should do three hundred and sixty-five things a year that scare you. Three hundred and sixty-five yeah. things every year. If you want to do them all in like one day, I wonder if. I could even write a list of 365 things that I'm afraid of. I mean, that's that's the other thing. It's like, what scares me? Spiders. Mm-hmm. What, am I going to slow dance with a spider in my living room? What am I supposed to do? I'm not going to do a spider. Excuse me? Do it. Yeah. I mean, some sometimes fear is healthy. That's yeah. a That's a good little piece of advice for our uh, our youthful listeners. Yeah. We're afraid of snakes because some of them can kill us with their teeth. That's true. It's a healthy fear. Some of them can kill us with their teeth. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of throwing up because throwing up is um, the worst thing in the world. And it should be avoided at all costs. It really is. I have no idea what you're talking about. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you're drinking Palomas. Stop saying that. <laughs> we used to do this where it's, what, what are, are you drinking? drinking? And then we drinking? both what say what we're drinking. What are you drinking? <laughs> you keep spoiling it. <laughs> but this time I'm drinking it out of a big old mason jar. Drinking out of a big mason jar, which is smart because it's you. All you need for for the whole session is love. It's love. All your ice melted immediately. Immediately, you know why? Because those ice cubes are fucking hollow. Yeah. they're a sham. I brought a mason jar. It's uh, it was a good decision because it has a top. So at the end of the night, I could put the top on it. I've I, I've been testing and learning, and this is peak right now. What you're seeing is peak. And I also remembered to bring a little extra for our good friend Caleb, the engineer. That's nice. I brought him a tiny mason jar. I made him a tiny Paloma. I, I need to have the biggest Paloma. I am drinking vodka and Diet Coke. Uh, I stopped at the liquor store, and I got a little bottle of Grey Goose. It's a cute little bottle, yeah. and they had an even smaller one. And originally, I had the smaller one, and I was like, "No, I should get extra in case Caleb wants some." And so I got a little bit of a bigger one, but he's already drinking a plum. Well, it's oh, gone you want now. it? Yeah, it's gone now. He's uh, ready. Okay, it's it's got a cork because it's fancy. It's Grey Goose. Do you have an ice cube to give him? Tell me when. I have no ice cube to give you. Okay. Do you want some Diet Coke too? Yes, oh yeah. Straight room temperature. So let's get into it. What's our topic? Our topic. I already sp- I, I gave a little uh, foreshadowing earlier. I don't know if you caught it. Sharpier listeners already know what the topic of the episode is. Listeners with eyes, listeners who can read. Sharp-eyed listeners will know that today's topic is youth. It's youth. I don't know how we came to this one. You just said. Um, how about youth? And then I didn't want to. I think, think I was of any listening to a song um, 
we were talking about what our topic should be, and I was out and about getting my my lunch. I was listening to Spotify, and some random song came on, and there was a lyric about misspent youth or something, and I was like, oh, it's good, whatever. Wow. And I sent it to you, and I was like, how about youth? And you're like, I like that. And that's our topic. Wow, that's uncanny. That sounded just like me just now. Mm, yeah, I know. Mm, I like that. Which one was, who's talking now? <laughs> <laughs> Could be anyone. Um, I have more questions than you. So I should start. I have four. You have five. Let's get into it. Okay. Here's my first question. If you could stay one age forever, what would it be and why? Follow up. Do you think that you've reached that particular age yet? No. You haven't? No. If I, if, if I make it to be very old and I look back at my life and I think at that point on my deathbed, assuming that I'm old, let's say I'm 100 and I'm dying and I'm on my bed. My deathbed. And I think, what was the year that I would do over a million times? I don't think that that year has happened yet. I've had some very good years so far. I think I but, think you're misinterpreting the question. What? If you could stay one age forever, what would it be and why? Yeah. So the question is, like, if, you, if you're immortal, yeah. like you're bitten by a vampire, what age would you want to be bitten by a vampire as? Because then you have to stay that age forever. Okay, so it's not like living this. Like, <laughs> no, it's great not like year. a ground groundhog year. Well, then why would I not want it to be like twenty four? Is that if that's your answer? That's your answer. I guess that's my answer, right? Like I was like peak physical condition. I was cute as hell. She was cute as I hell. I was so cute. Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, but then there's the lack of wisdom. Mm-hmm. You don't get no respect. I don't get no respect. <laughs> I don't, uh, yeah, I didn't. Ugh. You get none respect at 24. I, you get zun respect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that's something to consider. See, now that I'm changing my answer, this is me thinking on the fly, and it's going great. It's Yeah, it's going awesome. Um, okay, let's bump it up to 27. Okay. I would say 27. Because that's the year when all the rock stars die, and that's like, oh. what? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, are you a rock star in this scenario? No, I'm the opposite. Because I live <laughs> forever at that age. <laughs> the opposite of a rock star. But you know what I mean. <clears throat> I completely do not understand. Pretty good peak physical condition. I'm you got a little bit I'm, of wisdom. You got a little bit of wisdom. Yeah, it's a it's a give and a take. As the older you get, kind of like the. I feel like you calm down a lot and you figure stuff out. But you also, your body deteriorates. 27 is the, that's your return of Saturn, though. And that's when all your, like, inner turmoil is happening. What? Your return of Saturn, that's when Saturn is back in the sky when you were born. Because it takes, uh, like, 27 years for Saturn to be back in the sky. Okay. And it's like, and it's 27, like 27 to 30 is like when all of your big changes are happening. All right. Well, I'm just going to face those head on because I don't believe in any of that bullshit. But that means like if you're going to be 27 forever, you're going to, it's going to be inner turmoil forever. But doesn't the, does not the planet continue to turn? Yes, it does. So what are we talking about here? I don't know. It's all nonsense. But so your answer is 27? My answer is 27. What I was going to say, the way that I interpreted it was like the year that, you know, the year that you'd want to relive all over again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like I still want to 
Yeah, okay, about. then talk about that. Okay. You can interpret this however you want. I know I can. You sure do all the time with my questions. I do. And you are always so gracious about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say 56, I think, is a really it, – it's good because it's like the beginning of the third chapter. Assuming that I have children, which I don't know, but like assuming that I do – the kids are out of the house. It's like being a teenager again where you're like the whole world has opened up to you, but you're wise. My answer is almost exactly the same as yours. Really? Kind of, yeah. Because originally I had written down 25 because mm-hmm. uh, for obvious reasons. It's mm-hmm. like it's you are sort of at your peak and you you don't really realize how great it is at the time. Yeah. Um, but then today I was in Panera. <laughs> <laughs> this is Panera's where Adam has all his epiphanies. Yeah, I changed my answer on the fly standing in line in Panera uh, because I was behind two women who are about 65 women. and they were like best friends and they were getting like their iced coffees and having like their ladies lunch. Yes. And they took so long ordering. Uh-huh. But it was great because they were having such a good time and they were asking questions about everything on the menu. <laughs> And then I got up to order, and they were still, like, lingering around waiting, and they started talking to me, and one of them was, like, she liked my shirt. I was wearing a different shirt. I was wearing, like, a like a floral, fun, short sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, I wish my son would wear shirts like that. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw yourself in her in that moment. Well, I was just, like, this woman is living her best life. Yeah. She's, like, with her best friend. Clearly neither of them work because it's the middle of the day. Sure. And they were just having a good time. Yeah, that's how it goes if you mm-hmm. play your cards right. Yeah. My parents, this, I got this answer from my parents because they're doing it right. My dad told me, he was like, when you have children, you lose your identity. Like, you just. <laughs> that's true, though. That's yeah, true. I know. And he would, like, dead serious, he was like, when I had my children, which is you and your brother, I lost my identity for, like, 20-something years. Which was a sacrifice that he reminds me of a lot. And he was like, when you guys got out of the house, it was so great. It was like, it was so incredible. He was like, I am socializing more than I ever have. I've got this whole new group of friends. I go to campfire club. I shoot guns. I sit on the porch. I drink wine. I smoke cigars. I have an old jaguar that i keep in the garage everything's great and my mom is the same way where she has her girlfriends and they go to puerto rico every year (laughs) and they have the time of their lives puerto rico puerto rico puerto puerto rico what do you want me to say puerto rico what am i supposed to say puerto vallarta i i just had this conversation with jason i just had this conversation with jason last week there is a coffee shop in our neighborhood called it's spell. It's French, and it's spell. It's two words. The first word is B I E N, and the second word is C U I T, and C U I T. Yeah. So it's like bien cuit. I know it's bien cuit, but you have to say it in French if you want to say it right, which mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable. You know, it's like Giada, how she breaks into the Italian accent when okay, she talks well, about spaghetti. Well, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I know it's ridiculous, but you, you have to do that if you're going to talk about bien cuit. But she, Giada, goes crazy with it. Spaghetti. <laughs> Spaghetti. Mozzarella. <laughs> she goes crazy. You can say. I want to hear you say it. Say it normal. The, in a sentence. In a sentence. What? Spaghetti? No. Bien qui. Yeah, it's bien qui. 
You Say can- it in a sentence. Adam, do you want to go get coffee? Where would you like to go? Oh, you know where we should go? We should go to Bianqui. <laughs> like, you can say it, like, lazily. You're pronouncing that N pretty hard. Bianqui. Anyway, I oh, think early 60s is the best age. Oh, yeah. Because you're done. Right. You're done with, like, the rat race. You're retired. Hopefully yeah. you are. you have some money put away. You saved up for retirement. And you just got to, like, do your hobbies and go to Panera. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Which is actually what I do now. That's true. A 62-year-old witch is the answer. What's your question? Your turn. Here's my question. You ready? Yeah, baby. Bye-bye, First question from me. Long story short, you've relocated to the suburbs of Cincinnati, and you're now the coach of a U8, which stands for under eight years old. Like I would you, not have known that if you I didn't. know, I, I know. I needed, to, I needed to spell it out. You're a coach of a U8 youth soccer team. What is your coaching style? Okay, so I wrote down some backstory for this. You said long story short, but I, in order to put into myself it? into this question, I need to tell the backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so the backstory is that eight years ago I committed a crime in Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. In Cincinnati. I was there for, who I don't know why, but I was in Cincinnati and I committed a crime and I didn't realize that I had committed a crime and then I left. I went home. So for the past eight years, there's been a warrant for my arrest in Cincinnati. Mm. You didn't know you committed it? No, that's a thing that happens sometimes. This is just a warrant out for your arrest? Yeah. Maybe I like shoplifted something without realizing, okay. which is not true because I was a teenage shoplifter. I know when I'm shoplifting. <laughs> So now, in this movie, because it's a movie, I guess, Oh, uh, I have a layover in Cincinnati, and they've been waiting for me. <gasps> and they're there in the airport when I get oh. off. And so I go to court, do all the stuff. I avoid jail time, but I have to do court-ordered community service, and my community service is that I have to coach a little league team. Oh, boy. And at first, you're, like, really against it, and you say, there's no way I'm going to be able to connect with these kids. I, I am against it. I'm against it the entire time. Oh. This is not a This is not a bad news bear situation. This does not have, an, uh, this does not have a happy ending. not a league ending. of their own kind no. of deal? Um, but it is that sort of situation uh, where it's like, I show up hungover every day, I have sunglasses, I'm, like, mean to the kids, and yep. I give them bad advice. Yep. And at the end of this movie, it's like the championship game, and it's everybody thinks that we're going to win and I'm going to learn something, mm-hmm. but we lose and I don't learn anything. Mm-hmm. And like I, I, those kids are fucked up for the rest of their life. Oh wow! I like kill their their competitive spirit. So you kill their competitive spirit. What happens the next year when they're the the new school year starts, or um, I guess it's not based on a school year, just the next season. Well, the next season, it's all new kids because I've, like, destroyed these children. What? <laughs> the, to death? Where do they go? Well, they don't want to play soccer anymore. Oh, okay. So you get a whole new round. Are they keeping you around or do they kick you out? No, because I only had so many hours of community service. Oh, so you so just I'm got done. I go home. Okay. Those kids never play soccer again. Mm-hmm. They become teenage drug addicts. It's, I told you, it's not, a, it's not a happy ending. Yeah, no, there's no redeeming. Yeah. It's all bad. Which is like, n- not every movie has to have a happy ending. That's true. The Fox and the Hound shirt didn't. That threw me for a fucking loop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe in the end of this movie, um, it's like my girl where he gets stung by bees and dies. 
Spoiler alert. Oh, God. That fucked me up. That was the first time I saw... I remember seeing that. It really affected me. It was like the first time I'd seen someone die in a movie, and it made me really (laughs) upset. Yeah, in Land Before Time, when his mother dies... Do you have you seen Land Before Time? Yeah, a million years ago. Yeah, that is so that is the darkest thing I've ever seen. And I watch that movie every day. You watch it every, every day? Every fucking day. No you, no, you don't. Yes, I did. So what about you? Uh same question, you're the league coach of a soccer team. What was the question? The yeah, I'm I find myself in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. I'm the coach of a of a U8 youth soccer team. Right. What's my coaching style? I feel like I have to come up with my own backstory, but I didn't even think about it. How did I get there? Um, I'm going to say that I was uh, like, you know how um, when you're driving a car and there's like a caterpillar. Ladies. <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> you know how when you be driving a car and um, – there's like a some kind of bug on the windshield or like a fly inside the car or like a caterpillar on the on the dash or something and Yeah, you when you're driving a car and there's a caterpillar <laughs> on the dash. And you think to yourself, I'm about to take this bug for a ride. This bug is going for the ride of its life. I'm going far from here. Mm-hmm. Farther than this thing could ever go on its own probably, especially if it's a caterpillar. Do you think bugs can adapt? That's that's the question that I ask myself that every you, time I take a bug on a trip. <laughs> Yeah, can they adapt? I don't know. To their I new think about it every time. It's I, like they have all the things that they need in the new place. Mm-hmm. But are they like are they like, whoa, what's going on here? Where's right. my family? Where's my house? Where's my little bug house? Or are they just like, oh, this is all the same shit? I think about that every time. But I think that that would be my kind but but I also think about the bugs that I take on a ride um as like they wanted to get out of town. Right. Kind of like in Bug's Life. No, Bug's Life was a different storyline. He ants. wanted to get people to I think of ants. Ants. I'm thinking of ants. God, that was the movie that I watched every day, and I'm not. I'm not kidding. Ants. I watched that constantly. Ants um, in a Bug's Life came out like same time. Not exactly the same time, but they were so close together. They were really close, and they were both about bugs, and they're both animated. They were both about ants. Yeah, I mean, a Bug's Life had a bunch of different kind of bugs. Did you know that a Bug's Life was originally called Bugs, and they couldn't call it Bugs because Bugs Bunny? Oh, that's I had no idea. Yeah, bugs. You can't. You can't. It's God. Because, yeah. I wish that movie was called Bugs. And yeah, that would have been such a good name, Bugs. <laughs> bugs with a Z. No, Bugs Life is a very good film. Um, that was second, Pixar's second first... Pixar movie. Second Pixar movie. Toy second, Story. Was first. You're right. I know I'm right. Do you want to know a secret? What? Toy Story sucks. Whatever, Toy Story three is no. Great. Toy Story two is the best. Oh, uh, when they're all holding hands in the in the incinerator and they accept death. Remember? Yeah, it was dark. I it believed was... that they were gonna die. They should have. <laughs> they should have melted. Anyway, can I move on with my backstory? You're yeah, so yeah. I'm a I'm basically a bug on a windshield because when I when I imagine taking bugs in my car, I think that they want to do it and they're looking for a new life and they're looking for adventure. So I'm basically a bug on. Uh, on a car, I don't know if I like kind of get on a skateboard and hang onto a onto a, a bumper. Are you an actual bug in this situation? No, I'm a person. <clears throat> okay, but I basically like it's like getting on a train and seeing where it takes me. Like getting in the in the hobo car in the, in the caboose. Okay, and so you're like a depression era hobo. 
I'm this, a depression hobo. In this situation. Yeah. I'm it, following. Yeah. So I get on, um, but I, did, I, I didn't know it was going to take me so far. It took me all the way to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. But I built a new life there. Um, was Cincinnati the final stop, or were you sick of riding in the car, and Cincinnati was as good a place as any? No, that's when I, that's where I got found out. Okay. Found out. <laughs> they threw me out. Okay. And I said, I better build a life here, and um, they put me in charge of the kids, because that's what you do. Anyway. That's, that's what you do when you catch a hobo on a train. Exactly. You say, <laughs> watch my children. So, my coaching style is... Um, reward based because kids use treats as currency the camp that i went to blow pops were legitimately currency blow pops blow pops were the they were the pinnacle because they were one thing and then they were a second thing later exactly so it would be reward based and um i instead of having the moms and dads bring um like orange slices to the games i would sit them down at the beginning of the season and work out like a an entire snack schedule where there are like premium snacks that they're required to bring. We're talking like Dunkaroos, we're talking Lunchables, Ooh, we're talking Gushers. We're talking about like Frosties from Wendy's in a cooler with dry ice in there. So to you're going to have like preserved. a bunch of tired sluggish children. Yes, but they love me. But they love right. me. All I have to do is is win the uh, the admiration of the children, and then I can do pretty much whatever I want. I, I'm essentially like mobilizing an army. Like I don't care about soccer so much; it's just like being able to control the actions and the minds of these children. And I'll succeed in that if I just give them some dunkaroos. Oh, so you just dunkaroos. want you want like a dunkaroos? First of all, what greatest? Yeah, another thing with two components. Yeah, it's every candy should have. At least two things. Mm-hmm. Fun dip. It should be jewelry, or it should be like it. There should be like a some task. sort of interactive yeah. thing, like those little push up, like push pops. Mm-hmm. Oh, but the finger always got sticky. Yeah, it's. I mean, you can push it up once, but then you need to like finish it. Yeah, um, that was a real structural flaw. It really, really was. Last question before we move on. Uh, do our teams? Oh yeah. Are they rivals? Yes, of course okay. they are. I assume, but I just wanted to. The pwned in <laughs> Gloria Stefan and Gloria Estefan. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a callback. Okay, is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. My second question of the night. Ace. In your opinion, what is wrong with the youth of today and what is right? I got to do one for each, yeah? Yeah. What is wrong and what is right? I'm going to get a little serious here. Go for it. I'm going to get on my little soapbox, my little 30-year-old wisdom coming right out of my skull. 30 and a half. Okay, basically 35 over here. I'm 31. <laughs> I'm still closer to 30 than I am to 35. We're basically yeah, the same age. No, we're not. You're a year and two months older than me. And everybody knows that everybody can tell. Yeah, but I have a more youthful energy. <laughs> Okay, so th- what's wrong with the youth of today? I hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to be cliched, but they always be on their phones. They always be on their phones. They always be on their phones. And just to unpack that a little bit, they've been given social media. Uh, th- they were given social media when they were very young. 
And, like, any 15-year-old that's given a platform to, like, scream about themselves and post videos and photos constantly of, like, everything they're doing, any 15-year-old in any era would love that. It just so happens that the teens of this of this particular era were given this gift. Because every teen is, is like the center of their own universe. Which is fine. Most teens feel that way. I know I did. Yeah. Do you ever think about how much content is published by teens that like is unseen? I know. It's absolutely insane. Like, like especially just thinking about Snapchat. I know that there are like teens out there who have zero followers who are putting out like yeah. genius stuff. Yeah. And like I want to find it. Yeah, there are little there are little nuggets out there, yeah. especially Vine, because the best vines are the ones from like R.I.P. R.I.P. Vine. The best vines are the little nuggets. The yeah, little and all the nuggets. best vines were made by teenagers. Yeah, and not the the stupid idiots that lived on Vine Street in Hollywood. Oh, God, the worst. So I mean, this instinct to like post everything constantly is is like bad for mm-hmm. a couple of reasons. The first of which is that it just like fuels this innate self-centeredness that that most teens have that most people are just like born with and grow out of eventually. And the second thing is that it's going to ruin their lives later. What because I have one video of I I took my mom's video camera to high school, my sophomore year of high school, so I was 15 and because I was in like this little intro to filmmaking class or whatever and I had to bring in this video camera and I decided to just film like my whole day at school pretty much so I was like walking around with this video camera talking to my friends we're at lunch we're talking to each other calling them mofos calling them mofos (laughs) I watched that a few years ago and I have never been more embarrassed and I don't know how I had friends like it was just so cringy to watch myself just exist at that age and so it's going to ruin their lives to see themselves. If they have any kind of self-awareness later in life, they're going to look back on that and and be obliterated emotionally because it's just like t- – just that like hour-long video destroyed me that day. Yeah. I, and then also if they're going to be politicians. That's true. They're, they're <laughs> fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> um, I, I recently, a couple years ago, uh, my mom got all our home movies – transferred um from like our deteriorating v- deteriorating VHS tapes to DVD and I watched them all and I was like these are going to be great I'm going to like make clips and put them on Instagram it's going to be hilarious I couldn't even finish watching them cuz they're so embarrassing yeah and it's like kids don't they don't edit they can't like edit their emotions everything no. is everything all the time everything comes out and, and it's now all it's all bad. being recorded and, and it's it, forever yeah and it's all it's all oh it's so bad and i feel bad for them that they have that coming because they really they really do in a big way but i also know a big know storm coming it, big storm coming <laughs> baby buckle up put on your galooshes buckle up is the thing that you do when a storm is coming yeah you buckle up the house i don't know i don't know um, so that's so what's the right? bad thing about te- about the youth today. Um, good things. Good thing is memes. Yeah, memes are great. <laughs> memes are great. Good memes are great. Yeah, I mean there are a lot of bad memes out there, but yeah, there's I, more bad than good. But the the cream rises. Also, to the I top. feel like m- people are forgetting about what a meme actually is. 
You can't just put text on something and call it a meme. Yeah, yeah. A meme is something that spreads and is viral. Yes. So a lot of the things that teens are creating are not memes. They're just, like, racist macros that they're posting to their friends. Yes. Um, the teens that understand memes and iterate on memes effectively are the good teens. Also, memes are – they're so much – they're so much quicker now. Every single day there's a yeah. new meme, which people kind of complain about. They think that they – they're like there's not enough time to actually like take in the memes before a new one comes. But mm-hmm. it's like that's great. It is great. There's and it, always new yeah. stuff. It's the natural progression of all of this. Mm-hmm. Like soon it's just going to be – everything is just going to be like a multi-layered meme sandwich that everybody's just going to understand because everybody's plugged into this big meme – motherboard yeah things move so much quicker now and there's like remixes happening everything's art now mm-hmm. everything is art when you see a good meme it's just like oh it like hits you right in your chest and yeah. you're like oh that's a good meme that sounded so i know what i believe but hearing it out loud mm-hmm. didn't sound great i d- actually didn't hear what you just said so i'm yeah, excited to sense. i'm excited no, to no, hear that, it later that tracks um. <laughs> what about you? What is the youth? Uh, what's wrong with the youth and what's right with the youth? Um, so what's right with youth today? Because that's I, – I did this backwards. I feel like the youth of today is less judgmental than like my era was. Mm. Like you can like anything you want and people are like, that's cool. Do your own thing. Like I feel like teens today are weirder. Carly Rae Jepsen is like cool. And like when I was a kid – you could not listen to pop music. You couldn't listen. To, what do you mean? Oh no! Like if you you if you liked Britney Spears or NSYNC, like you couldn't tell people. You would get oh. ridiculed. Like at least at my school? school. At least at my school. Oh. And I feel like kids today are like they just like what they like, and it's cool. That's nice, right? Teens, call in. Tell me if I'm right or not. We would love the teen perspective. That's what I'm seeing on the internet. Maybe, Maybe we'll I'm get wrong. A teen in here. Just um, be silent in the corner and just nod. Well, that's what teens do. They just sit and be sullen. Mm-hmm. What I think is wrong with the youth of today is bad fashion. Oh, like what? Not everyone, but like like dad fashion is cool now. What do you mean by dad fashion? Just giant, ugly, oversized white t-shirts. Uh, like Justin Bieber? Yeah. That's dad fashion? Yeah, like dad core. What, what Like pants? golf hats. Golf hats? Like khakis with elastic waistbands. Oh, God. I'm going to take your word for it. I don't know what the teens are wearing these days. They dress like like dads. That sounds kind of cool, though. I got to see it. You got to see it. I mean, go on the internet and look up dad fashion. No, I'm okay. The, the, The one exception to that rule is that I do, I do love the... Ariana Grande didn't invent this, but, like, her thing of, like, wearing big, tights and gigantic, gigantic sweatshirts. Yeah, the, <laughs> just add the crook of her elbow. It's, like, the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but it 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 looks great. It does. The it looks great on her. Of like, yeah, but she's a, she's a, such a weirdly proportioned girl. I'm not weird. N- not weird. Just she's, she's I mean, she's tiny and she's super thin. I just I, – I've seen it done. Yeah, that's my answer. That's nice. Man, I am sort of out of touch with the teens, I will admit. I don't yeah. know what they're wearing. I mean, I follow a lot of teenagers on the internet, which is weird. Yeah. It's, it feels weird to, like, log into Instagram and see 
teens just like living their life and being funny and talking to their friends. I feel I feel creepy, but mm-hmm. like you should, I think. But like I they make funny stuff. Okay. I won't apologize. Okay. I it sounds apologize. like you might you're kind of justifying it to yourself. No. Are we ready to move on to a new yes. question? Okay. It's your turn. It is my turn. It is your turn. Let's see what we got here coming down the pipeline. Here it is. The fountain of youth is real, and it's an actual fountain, if you can believe it. More specifically, it's your bathroom sink, and you've just discovered it. What's your next sequence of moves? So I would be tempted to bottle it and sell it and get rich. Mm -hmm. Mostly because I think I would make, like, really cute labels for the bottle. Yes, you would. But that that would mean, like, everybody is now immortal. If I'm going to price it, like, fairly, that means everybody is immortal, and that means nobody dies, and that means... It's a problem. ...the world dies, because mm-hmm. it's overpopulation or whatever. If I make it super expensive, that means only, like, rich, old asshole Republicans would be able to buy it, mm-hmm. which means the world dies. Wait, but hold on. The yes. Fountain of Youth... Yes. <laughs> the Fountain of Youth... I didn't think that it was immortality. I thought that it just, like, made you younger. So you, like, went back... You kind of, like, went back in time... Like, if I were to drink, I would go back to, like... It makes you young again? It makes you young again. Well, I mean, that's... Yeah. You can keep drinking Oh, but drinking those, you, from, people will just keep doing it forever. Yeah. It's, it's in effect, still, like, immortality. Uh-huh. Um, so, that, so I can't do that. I can't, I can't sell it. Because I can't... I, there's no good outcome for that. It wouldn't be good for our ecosystem. Right. So, what I would do instead... There, there are certain people... There are certain old people who... Like, Betty White is great, obviously. She could be 75. She could be 105. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So I think there are certain old people who I want to keep around who, like, I don't think you would really notice that they have gone past their expiration date. Mm -hmm. Like, if Betty White just sticks around, I don't think anybody is going to notice that she should have died already. Mm Mm-hmm. For like 30 or 40 years. So you would be very selective? I would be super selective. So I would like only give it to Betty White mm-hmm. and like Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson? Why are you surprised at that? I don't know. He's I a treasure. Okay. I don't He's have anything treasure. against Willie Nelson. I just... He's great. Second person that you mentioned. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh my goodness. That's a Keep really good point. Keep her on the Supreme point. Court forever. Oh, she's number one on that exclusive list. Um, Meryl Streep, obviously... Just like just like old people who like I don't want to leave us. Yeah. So that's what I would do. That's what, what you do. What would you do with your fountain of youth? Um, I'm not as precious about the human ecosystem, so I would definitely want to get wealthy. But what I would do is I would bottle it up into little single serving single serving You'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> Single servings. Sure. That's, <laughs> what is, that's completely acceptable. That works. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Um, and I would – I was thinking about Crazy Rich Asians the entire time that I was thinking about this because it, it would be – I would only – because I, I, I thought about the, the same thing you did where it's like I can't just like throw this all out into the market. Um, and have just a bunch of randos picking it up and staying alive forever. So I would be very selective, too. It would only be, like, a very controlled batch that would go to, like, the most exclusive. Like, I would use all my 
overseas connections <laughs> mm-hmm. to get into the most exclusive clientele. Maybe in Singapore, maybe Shanghai, maybe Paris. Uh-huh. All of these like <laughs> like crazy crazy rich places in the right. world. And I I don't care where they go, but I need top dollar for them. So I would use that money that I get to first buy my apartment building cuz then I then own the fountain of youth. I think that's how land rights work. Yeah, that is that's it that's a thing to think about cuz right. like if your landlord realizes what's there, yeah. you're gone yeah. immediately. Yeah. So I would offer Joe, my landlord, my landlord's piece of work. This is this is tough though because if you go to him and you're like, "Here's fifty million dollars in cash. I want to buy this building." He'll be he's like, going to be what? like, "Oh, baby, get out now." Yeah. I wouldn't take no for an answer if you catch my drift. Right. I'd dangle him over the edge of the Empire State Building <laughs> until he signed my papers, just like in Ocean's Thirteen. <laughs> Uh, so I, I would, buy, so everybody's seen that movie. It's the best movie. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch it when I go home. Nope. I'm not kidding. Cause Jason's not around. Okay. So I, uh, I, I would use the money for my first batch, um, to buy the apartment building. And then I would, I mean, these things go for obviously just like an unthinkable amount of money. Each, I mean, people, if it's the, if it's the super rich clientele, you could sell a bottle for a billion dollars. Yeah, I know. So it would be, I, I wouldn't have to sell that many to get all the money that I ever need. I do think that. How much money do you need? <sighs> In this fantasy, how much money are you, do you need? Um, how much money do you need? Like 400 billion just to be safe. Yeah. I mean, if that's I a lot it, of money, I know it is. You know that's going to make you, like, immediately the most famous person on the planet. Can you deal with that? Because mm. you can't keep that money secret. No, I'll have people that uh, keep it under wraps. So those would be the first people that I hire. Okay. PR. PR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll keep it under wraps. Nobody will ever know. I'll have I'll have the Fountain of Youth protected. It's not going to be, like a like, a monument where people come to visit because they would and everybody would try to be breaking in and getting all my juice. So I I would not advertise it, but... They're trying to get my juice. My juice. I would open a storefront. There's a lot of holes in this. I haven't worked out all the logistics and you're going to have problems with it, but I, I would allow people to come with their pets and I would give them the free treatment for their dogs and their cats and their lizards and their birds. You know what would be great if you're going to go this route if you diluted it so much that it's like you have to like keep buying bottles it's like your morning coffee you have to buy a bottle every day if you want to like keep getting younger and it's like instead of you could take a vial and like get 10 years younger but if you like if you dilute it and you take a bottle every day it like keeps you young it like makes you a day younger it's like a beauty treatment Mm. And that's that's how you like build a brand because you mm. got to keep them coming back. That's smart. I wouldn't yeah. do that, but it is interesting. Well, I'm a little more business minded than okay. you are. Well, I was talking about keeping beloved pets alive. You just want to be friends with Aquafina and Crazy Rich Asians. I do. Yeah. Cool. That's that. It's my turn. Yes. Okay. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. What was your personal vision of success when you were a teen, and what is it now? How has it changed? Well, when I was a teen, I tried to think about this, what I thought, like, success was. And when I was a teen, as far as I was concerned, like, 
there like nothing existed beyond like two weeks from the day that I was <laughs> yeah. existing. Like I didn't think long term in any way. I didn't like I knew I had to go to college, but I didn't like think too hard about where I was going. I was just like, yeah, I'll just go I'll go to like the in state Yukon. That's right there. Whatever. I just like didn't think about things too hard. Um, I, w- I remember wanting to work in advertising uh, because Chandler Bing mm-hmm. made a career change on, on Friends. And <laughs> his whole thing was he wanted to go into advertising. And I just I wasn't even like passionate about advertising. I was just like, that just seems like something that people do coming yeah. up with with like slogans for brands. That doesn't sound like the worst thing in the world. I didn't make the connection of like the things that I do now. Will so, will sort of affect what I end up doing later. Mm-hmm. I just like it. Did it didn't it didn't occur to me that that was. I, I just remember looking at Chandler and thinking, that sounds right. I'll do yeah. that. And so I even like started my major in communications because that was the closest thing to advertising. Because you wanted to be Chandler. I wanted Bing. to be Chandler Bing. And this that's, is not something I knew about you. Yeah, it is. It is no interesting. It's now my favorite thing about me. <laughs> Because it really was just like I didn't even think hard about it. I just like yeah, that it was right the same now, thing with college. I right was... now, at this point in our friendship, it is my favorite thing about you. Oh my! This God. is my favorite thing about you is that you wanted to be Chandler <laughs> Bing when you grew up. <laughs> <laughs> I had no foresight. Every now and like it's rare that this happens, but like sometimes I learn something new about you, and it just like solidifies. <laughs> Like, I feel like I know you better than I did yesterday. Yeah, you're building a statue of me in your mind. Yeah. And I, I, this was another ch- another chisel into the marble. Yeah, you get, like, little bits of lore. Yeah. And it's like this, like, I see you clear now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true, okay? I wanted to be Chandler Bing, but it wasn't even <laughs> that I wanted so badly to be Chandler Bing. I just heard his rationale about, like, yeah, advertising. That's a job that tends to pay well and it sounds kind of creative and it's something that people do. I will mold my wants and needs into that outcome, I guess. And it took me a while to understand that, like, you can work towards something that you actively want. Yeah. It took me a long time to figure that out. And the ironic thing is that I work in advertising now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I work... I yeah, work but in you, advertising. you came you came to that in like a I feel like it was a pretty organic about. way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That, that, that is why it's funny because I didn't I didn't start wanting to be Chandler Bing and follow the path and end up as Chandler Bing. I wanted to be Chandler Bing and then I realized that that was very silly and I changed to an English major and I did all this bullshit with publishing and then I wrote a blog and then I blah 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 blah, blah and now I'm here. But, yeah, I did. I mean, I did the exact same thing. Like. When I was a kid, I was like, well, I want to be an artist. I just want to, like, draw things all day and get paid paid for it. Uh And then when I got older, I realized, like, that is completely unrealistic. (laughs) And so, like, I went, like, graphic design route and sort of did that. And it's now I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do as a kid. But it was was a very roundabout way. It's crazy how that happens. We're both Chandler Bing. Wow, wow. We're both a couple of Chandler Bings. So now success to me... I'm realizing it's really solidifying. It's really coming together. The idea, the ideal situation of what my vision of success is being financially stable while also doing this thing where I 
live upstate in a in a rustic chic house. And Wait, I have... so so you're up? You mean upstate, like upstate New York? Yeah. Okay. Because this time last year, your vision of the future was Connecticut. No, you said you wanted. You absolutely said that you wanted to move back to Connecticut. No, I did. I we had a ne- whole conversation. This is how the conversation happened. Where I said I was going to trick all your friends into moving to Portland with me. I'm not moving to Connecticut to get you to move to Portland. I never said I was moving to Connecticut. It is in a podcast. Okay, show it to me. Show I. It's it was it was the one recorded in your basement. Mm. You said that you were going to move back to New Canaan. No, I did not. Oh, we are going to. No, I did not. Oh, I never would. I would never say that I'm moving back to New Canaan. That was the worst day of my life because that's when I realized that you were going to move back to Connecticut and that was going to be the end of our friendship because I, I will never move to Connecticut. I am not. But I will move to upstate New York. Yeah, we're not moving to Connecticut. We're moving to New York okay, or I potentially western Massachusetts. Ugh, I can't go Northern to Western Massachusetts. It's literally like on the border of upstate New York. I, you, no, I can't be friends with anybody who oh lives in Massachusetts. Oh my god! Massive two shits <laughs> <laughs> is what That's you call funny. it. That's funny. Um, but yeah, I moved to. I would absolutely move to upstate New York. Okay, well, this is actually not about you. The answer to this question, it's if you can believe me. it, it's all about me. It, I live in a rustic, chic, uh, spacious home upstate. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. There is a barn out back that is finished. It's like a finished barn. And that's where I do my work. And it's a lot of crafting and stuff. And I the actual business is that I is that I create. And I've you know, I've talked about this not on the podcast, but in general at length, about like being in the wedding business because that's where the money is. And I like create all these paper products for all these wedding people that are getting married. I, I have my own business where I really own the only employee is me and I don't have to talk to anybody in a professional sense. I'm sick of talking to people in a professional setting. <laughs> I just like looping people in. Ugh. Success is me doing art things in a barn for money. Art barn. Art barn. So your vision is an art barn. Yes. Um, so once again, my oh, answer no. is almost exactly the same as yours. My personal vision of success as a teen, three things. One was to live in New York City because all my favorite sitcoms was about – it was professionals living in New York City. Sure. And now I do. Now she does. Uh, my other two visions of success was to own the biggest TV possible, which I do now. You do. It's enormous. It's enormous. It's so silly. And my the last one was to fly first class, and I also did that. So I have succeeded in all of my goals. You did my my bucket list. You have your bucket list, um, which is crazy. I guess I should have dreamed bigger. Uh, now my vision of success is to have a backyard with chickens. Yes, you do want chickens. Yeah. Like I want a like I want a barn that I can go out and there's like a cat with one eye who isn't mine but we're friendly to yes. each other yeah and like chickens and I get like eggs fresh eggs every morning if we could both live in upstate New York and have like barns that are like a mile apart yeah two art barns yeah so it's like it's not so close that I have to see you every day yeah but, but like if yeah. I want to it's 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 the perfect distance to listen to a podcast. A walk or a yeah, drive? Yeah, a walk. Oh, okay. Yeah. I will never drive in my life. <laughs> Driving sucks. It's dangerous. I like to drive. Humans were not meant to go that fast. Oh. 
What do you think about planes? Why do you think I have to drug myself before I get on a plane? <laughs> it's because it's unnatural. It's unnatural and it's scary. It's not right. But it's okay. <laughs> We're going to make it anyway. Right? It's not right, but it's okay. I'm going to make it anyway. I think so. Pack your best behind you. What? Leave your key. I'd rather be alone than unhappy. Is that Mary J. Blige? Oh, God. <laughs> Is your turn? What was that question? Yeah. Okay. You ready for my next question? Yeah. I was born ready, baby. I just traveled back in time to visiting nine-year-old Adam. I gave him a crisp $100 bill. What does he do with it? And also, additionally, what does 16-year-old Adam do with the $1,000 bill that I give him? Okay, so this actually happened to me on my 10th birthday. Oh, I got a crisp my goodness. $100 bill. Hunnet. They, I got it from my grandparents. They decided that I was responsible enough to have $100. Oh, she was not. I went to the comic book store and spent the entire $100 on Pokemon cards. <laughs> I had never seen Pokemon. You'd never seen it? I had never seen it. I had never played the game, but I decided, like, that's what I had to have. Wow, that's a good instinct. I mean, it blew up, didn't it? Yeah, but I never used them. You never used them? No, they went oh, in my closet. You never played the card game. I, I didn't know how. It was yeah. too complicated for me. So what drew you to the cards? Just because they were collectibles? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just a thing that people liked, and I was like, I need to have that thing. Wow. And you bought $100 worth? Yeah. I went to the comic book store by myself with $100, <laughs> and they just let me do it. <laughs> well, what are they going to What are they gonna say? No? Like, where's your mother? I I, they can't just be like, No. That's legal tender, mama. Kids should not be able to buy things themselves. I know. Um, I had a really hard time coming up with an answer uh, for $1,000 as was a 16-year-old. Yeah. Because when I was 16, I was a teenage shoplifter. <laughs> so everything that I wanted, I got. <laughs> but like $1,000 worth? Like like if you wanted to. Oh, I would steal $1,000 worth of clothes in an evening. Really? Yeah, it was it was bad. It is I'm very ashamed of it. But like I I was I was so blatant about it too. Like I would go into the gap with an empty backpack and walk out with a bulging <laughs> backpack and I would empty my backpack and go back into the store and fill what? it again. Well, people in retail just don't care. They really don't care. And I thought that I was being sneaky. I thought that I was being sneaky. I was like, I am the greatest criminal. <laughs> well, kind ever. of. I mean, that's. They, but they just didn't. But care. like sometimes, like a, a what is what is the name of a person who works in the store? Clerk. Clerk. <laughs> Excuse me, clerk. But like they would see me, and we would make eye contact, and in my head, I'd be like, they have no idea. <laughs> and of course, they knew what was happening. They just didn't care because they were also sixteen-year-olds. Yeah. So like. I wouldn't buy clothes. I would, like, I snuck into movies. 
like groups of friends, like one person would buy a ticket and yeah, then the other these... person would open the door in the back. <laughs> but these like, are all accessible things. Like, yeah, you stole this, you, you stole a thousand dollars worth of this stuff. But like, if you mm-hmm. had a thousand dollars, there are plenty of things that you probably wanted that you couldn't shoplift. Well, I have an answer, but I want to know, like, what what do you think that I would do with a thousand dollars? At sixteen. At sixteen, when I everything I already stole. Um, what is there? A La Crusette? <laughs> <laughs> a Dutch oven? No, you probably like call a fortune teller and like just talk with her for four hours. I guess. Um, anyway, my answer: I always wanted a ferret as a kid, mm. and so I would probably buy a ferret. That might be the easiest thing to shoplift. They 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 become any. Shape. They're like a liquid, just like a cat. That sounds that scary. That in your backpack. Um, but yeah, I would buy a ferret. And then, like, ferrets are not that expensive, and I would have all the money left over to, like, Ooh, support a ferret. Soup it up. Soup it up. Yeah, I would get, like, a cool ferret house. Yeah. Fancy ferret food. That's cool. I still want a ferret. I hear I could smelly. afford a ferret now. They're all, you know, they're not that smelly. Is that lore? That is lore. They is that people telling tales. They're not that smelly. What happens is um, people like wash them because they think that they get smelly, and that I guess that causes like their scent glands to go into overdrive, and they like produce more musk. Mm, musk. Yeah. Ooh, that should be my signature scent. Ferret musk. Ferret musk. So that's my answer. Ooh. What would you buy with a hundred dollars as a nine-year-old and a thousand dollars as a sixteen-year-old? So my dad always uh, jokes, and he he joked when I was younger, and he still jokes to this day that some say on cold winter nights you can still hear him joking. (laughs) (laughs) My dad is alive, Um, (laughs) but is he living? Is he living? Yes, I told you he's living his life. He's having a yeah. great time. Third chapter, no kids. Uh, my dad used to joke that um, when I was a kid, they couldn't give me any money because I would just spend it on stickers. <laughs> and then I'd put those all those stickers all over my face. Because oh, there's one home video of me. <laughs> I'm in my room. I'm probably like four. <laughs> I'm in my room sitting on the floor. My back is to the camera. And my dad has the camera, and he comes in, and he's like, Kristen, what are you doing? And he says it in a way that's like he's mad, like he's fake mad because he mm-hmm. just wants me to, like, get a reaction out of me. And I turn around with, like, this terror on my face, and there's stickers <laughs> all over my face. But We're going to watch this on Saturday, right? Uh, if we can find it, I don't know. You know, I don't know where it is. Who knows? Don't do that. I don't you know, know where not, it is. I don't. It's not labeled. We're going to have to watch like a bunch of home videos. Perfect. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. We'll do that while we eat our pretzels. Okay. Oh, that's fun. Uh, so he used to joke that I would spend it on stickers uh, because I think that comes from a real place. I probably would have spent it all on stickers. Similar to you with your Pokemon cards, I would have gone to Mackenzie's, which was like the the candy magazine shop in mm-hmm. town and I would have just blown it all on candies and stickers and stickers uh, are great though balloons shaped like horses and 
Pop Rocks and Warheads. And Ooh, Jawbreakers. Jawbreakers. I would I would go crazy on it. And $100 to me at that age was just an unthinkable amount of money. And I would be surprised at how quickly I spent it. I mean, stickers are not cheap. $100 will buy you what, a sheet of stickers is probably like 250 Well, it depends. I mean, if you get those oily stickers. Or the, bub- the bubby stickers. Yeah, the bubbies. You could get a sheet. It, it could be $8.99. Wait, what did you just say? What? Did you say oily stickers? Yeah, you know the oilies? It's like the oil is under the – it's not actually oil to, oily to the touch, but it's like oil slick. So you like – it's in the shape of like a horse or something, and then you press down on it, and it's got that like oil uh, – you don't know what I'm talking about? It's like a bubby bubble sticker, and there's like an oil substance under the surface that when you push it, it's like all these like rainbow colors that kind of – I have no idea what you're talking wow. about. Wow. Okay. I have never seen these before. Well, I'll tell you what. They're expensive. Okay. okay. So you would buy – like 20 oil stickers for $100? Yeah, well, I would get a mix. Okay? Yeah. That would be the high ticket item. <laughs> hot ticket item. High ticket item. Hot ticket. Hot, hot ticket. ticket. Hot ticket. And for $1,000 at age 16, I would 100%, 1,000%, I would get um, an iMac G3. Ooh, yeah. Which was like the colorful iMacs. I wanted one of those more than anything in the world. But that's a that's a good investment. That's I like am. that's what you should buy yeah. as a teenager with a thousand dollars. Yeah, and I I I wanted it so like bad. that or a car, like a little used Nissan Altima, can you get which is that what for I got. Thousand dollars. Yeah, you well, can get a car for a thousand dollars. It'll have a hundred thousand miles on it, but yeah. it'll last you till you're twenty, probably. That's cute. Well, the iMac G3. Uh, I looked it up. It was like thirteen hundred dollars. At the time, so I'd have to find three hundred somewhere. And that's a that's a tough thing to do when you're sixteen. I know, I know. That's like trying to raise five thousand dollars now. Yeah, with inf- with age inflation. Yeah, yeah. I just would save up my lifeguarding money. They paid us pretty well. So I would come over to your house with my ferret, and we'd uh, we'd get on AOL chat. Yes, on your <laughs> on your iMac. <laughs> yes. And that's just what we do for the afternoon. Yes, we oh, like we catfish people. That's so sweet. <laughs> I'm I'm nostalgic for that memory that never. Yeah. That would be fun. We would we would spend all afternoon doing that, and then we'd fight, and I'd leave, and the next day we would just pretend like the fight yeah. didn't happen. Yeah, we would never talk about it because that's what you do when you're 16. Yes, it is. Okay, are we done with that? Yes. Okay, it's my turn. Okay. So as we all know, teenagers can pinpoint what you're most insecure about Mm -hmm. and completely eviscerate you Mm -hmm. emotionally. Mm -hmm. So if there was a bitchy teen here in this room right now, what would he or she say to make you feel bad? So I painted a little bit of a different scenario. It's not just one teen. That's cool. I accept you for what you are and who you are. Thank you. This question is really asking, like, what am I most insecure about? (laughs) That is the question. What are you most insecure about is the question. Yeah. So... In this scenario, I would be getting onto um, an elevator <laughs> at work, uh-huh. and I would, and there would be one person in that elevator um, that I vaguely know. You know, we've like we're coworkers, but we don't um, work together a lot. But we know each other, so you go in the elevator, and it's just the two of you. You can't not. You have to do the small talk thing. One of my biggest insecurities is having a conversation with somebody that I don't know that well. Just like the whole small talk uh, thing is very difficult for me personally. 
so I would enter this elevator and I would have one floor with this coworker. We'd go down a floor and we'd start this awkward conversation that I would be like internally screaming about. And then on the next floor, a gaggle of teens would come in. They would come in, they'd be on their phones. Mm-hmm. They're all friends. They're all sort of like, you know, on their phones in the elevator being quiet. And then they hear me struggling with this conversation. And they all like, they don't even say anything. They just look at each other with knowing glances and they kind of like giggle. And I know that they're laughing about me. And they're all on their phones, but like they're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. No, no, they're, they're silent so they can listen to my conversation. I would love it if they would talk and that would drown out the that would relieve some of the tension but they can hear me talking about the weather and talking about weekend plans and just being generally weird about it all and they would sense that and feel that and they would laugh about it and I wouldn't know that they were laughing about me and that's how that would happen and then we'd all leave the elevator and we'd all walk out onto the street together, and we're all going in the same direction, obviously. Of course, we're all going in the same direction. So I have to continue this conversation, and they continue to silently mock me with their knowing glances and their judgmental <sighs> young eyes. Yeah, there's nothing more intimidating than a group of teens. Group of teens is absolutely terrifying. So what do they do? What do they? Ha- how do they pinpoint your... So I wrote down a couple different things because I'm a very insecure person. (laughs) Number one is that um, I say I'm six feet tall, but I'm actually 5'11 and three-fourths. And, like, they'll just be able to tell. They'll be able to tell your actual height. Oh, absolutely. And that you claim that you're six feet tall? Teens teens just know. So how would they call you out about it? They would just say that. They would say, you say you're six feet tall, but we can all tell that you're 5'11 and three-fourths. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a psychic thing. Teens just know. They're psychic. My big toes are too big. Mm. Like maybe I'm wearing sandals, which if I'm wearing sandals, I'm asking for yeah, it. Yeah, what do you – do you do that? How was I dressed? Was I asking for it? <laughs> In this case, I was. Um, also, this this one is like especially psychic. Um, one of my eyes is a little bit lower than the other one. It's not it's not noticeable what? unless you're like looking at me straight on. This this eye's like a little bit lower. It's the same on you. <laughs> what? One of your your eye is a little bit lower too. Yeah, so we don't have perfectly symmetrical faces. Right. Like only beautiful people do. We're it's, not beautiful people. Exactly. It's not that noticeable, but like I worry. Every day, I worry that it's going to get lower and lower as I get older. And when I'm, like, 65, I'm going to have, like, crazy <laughs> eyes. I don't think that's how that works. I don't think that that – I don't think you should worry about that. I mean, look at Gary Busey. It happened to him. It can happen to us. <laughs> don't loop me into this. I mean – Don't give me another thing to think about. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to – I'm good. You're going to look in the mirror tonight and be like, oh, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> teens, teens, teens. <laughs> cool. What's your last question of the night? Let's get out of here. Okay, it's hot. Here's my last question. It's a new segment. Oh, God. And oh, it's God. one-sided, so you don't get to ask me anything. It's a game for you. I don't want to. 
I'm ready to go home and eat Thai food, baby. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to get? I'm going to get food, too. Yeah. I had a bowl of Kraken Oat Bran before I came here. Kraken Oat Bran is great. It's so, it's so good. fucking good. It's good for humans and it's good for horses on a farm. <laughs> it is. They love Kraken Oat Bran. If you put it in your hand, they go. Yeah. Well, it's a horse. You know, they're not too discerning. I know. I they'll like. eat anything, but they especially love Kraken Oat Bran. Is that true? Yes, I have interacted it? with many horses because I'm a country boy. <laughs> is a country boy. What is your question? It's a new segment. It's called "We Talking Jesus" <laughs> with Linda Ellerby. With Linda Ellerby. <laughs> <laughs> it's on 8:30. Kristen is a youth pastor. 8:30 Sunday night. There is an alternate universe where you're a youth pastor. I know. I feel that. Yeah, there's one for you too, baby. Oh my god! The idea of so, you know how many universes that would be. There's an there's a universe where we're uh, camp counselors at a Christian camp mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. I know. I want to be in that universe. <laughs> <laughs> so this segment is called "We Talking Jesus," and here's how it goes. I'm going to read you a series of lyrics, and you need to tell me if they're coming from a Christian rock band or just a regular old band. This is going to be hard because I know. If you go to a Christian rock channel or Christian pop, you can, you, you can yeah. go a long time and think that it's just a normal pop station. Mm-hmm. So for this to do to, – to put this all together, I um, – it was a little overwhelming because there's just so much Christian rock out there. So what I did was I went to the charts, the charts. on Spotify and uh, just kind of read the lyrics of the first like 15 songs – and they were all very explicit. Mm-hmm. They were all. It was kind of hard to find ones that were ambiguous. Um, well, let's go. Let's see how. Okay, I do. let's do it. I think. I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna do well. I kind of tried to get fun with it, and I think it's gonna backfire. I think you're just gonna figure it out, and you're gonna. It's gonna be. You're gonna get it. Is there a monetary amount? Uh, do I get a dollar for each right answer? Just say yes. Um, I've never charged you. I've never Venmoed you okay, for this. Yes. <laughs> okay. You owe me so much money, and I okay, will well, never ask for me. it. Jesus would never charge you on Venmo. Oh, my God. That's so true. What a current reference. That's how you get the youth in. <laughs> yeah. That's like a Bieber pastor. Yeah. If you, want, you if you want to convert children into your cult, you have to use, like, current yeah. things like Venmo. Exactly. Yeah. Keep it current. Here's the first question. First one is a softball. Okay. Nobody loves me like you love me, Jesus. I stand in awe of your amazing ways. It's Christian rock. That's Christian rock. Softball. That one was for you. That's a free dollar. That was a song called Nobody Loves Me Like You by a man named Chris Tomlin. Here's the next one. You say I am loved when I can't feel a thing. You say I am strong when I think I am weak. That's a Christian rock band. That's a Christian rock band. Yes, baby, two dollars. That is by a woman named Lauren Daigle. And the song is called You Say. Next one. Somehow your method touches my soul. It lifts me up to heights unknown. That's a Christian rock. That is a normal song. Damn it! That is Ariana Grande. Sweetener! Her new album is so good. And by the time you hear this, it won't be a new album anymore. But you should listen to it anyway. Next question. I can't believe that you're here. I can't believe it's happening. What are the odds that you'd appear? 
That is not Christian rock. It's not Christian. She's not That's a normal. Christian. <laughs> <laughs> that is Ariana Grande. <laughs> Blazed. It's, new, it's the song. Cool. So now I know that these are all going to be Ariana Grande songs. I don't know if you know. <laughs> Tonight when is, you know, you know. Shut up. Tonight is beautiful. I've got my mind on you, and everywhere I turn is a reminder. That's Jesus. That is Jesus. That's mm-hmm. Toby Mac. The song is called Everything. Credit where credit is due. Three dollars in my pocket. That's true. The light is coming to give back everything the dark. It's Ariana Grande. <laughs> light is coming to take back everything the darkness. She's so good. Yeah, it's great. I mean, that song, I still haven't really warmed up to it. It's a it's weird cool. one. You it's don't a weird have one. To. It's not a banger. It is absolutely a banger. It it's is the definition a, of a banger. It is not the definition of a banger. It is a banger. It's just not for your party. Mm. It's for my party that you're not invited to. Here's a nice one. I don't want it if you're not in it. I just want you. Is that Ariana Grande? Why don't you answer? Are you asking me? That's Ariana Grande. It's not. It's Christian. Okay. <laughs> Sarah Reeves. The song is called Just Want You. God, Christian singers have the most basic names. I know. Sarah. <laughs> Lauren. Uh, next one. It's so like you to keep pursuing. It's so like me to go astray. That is not a Christian rock song. Yes, it is. Fine. This person's name is Torin Wells. Torin, like Lauren with a T. It's fucked up. The song is called Known. That's probably like a biblical name. Next one. Some days things just take too much of my energy. I look up and the whole room's spinning. You take my cares away. Mm, that's Christian. That's Ariana Grande. Okay. I mean, I don't. I haven't memorized her new album. <laughs> well, that was the last one. So what do I owe you? Four dollars? Three dollars out of seven? I could swing it. You can swing it? Okay, I've got one for you. You have to tell me if this is a Christian rock song or something else. Okay. You're everywhere to me. That is Michelle Branch. Yep. (laughs) Have you ever, like, actually thought about that song, You're Everywhere to Me, and When I Close Mm. My Eyes, it's you I see? Oh, God, that song is so good. You're, what is it? You're something, everything that makes me believe. And when I close my eyes, it's you I see. Everything Every, I know that, that makes, makes me, believe. me believe. That's right. Not alone. Not alone. Every whoa, single, whoa. every single song on that album is about Jesus. Interesting. Is it really though? No, but it's it not. Could be, but it very well could be. It it's to the point where like Ugh. I thought she was a Christian pop star. I don't know why I didn't listen to more Michelle Branch. The two songs of hers that I know I love so deeply. That song was that album was great. I should go back and listen to that album. It's good. You should listen to it on the way home, and I'll do the same. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll play two dots while I listen. Yeah, it's like it's a good it's a good album. It's a it's a it's it, a push of pops. It's good. Okay, are you, you ready for the last question? Wait, do I have Caleb, one more question? Caleb is about to play Michelle Branch. I think. Oh, can we listen to Michelle Branch? <laughs> Put Michelle Branch in my ears, but <laughs> <laughs> so everywhere in my brain. Everywhere to me. Everywhere to me. No spoils, no spoils. We can listen to the whole song because she doesn't have enough money to sue us. Oh, don't be rude. It's true, she doesn't. Shelby has a great life. 
This is all you wanted, Caleb. It's a great song, but it's, it's not, not the right. Want. It's not the right one. Oh, which one do you want? Everywhere to me. Everywhere. Are you Michelle listening? Branch everywhere. Oh, Michelle Branch everywhere. Michelle Branch everywhere. I wanted to be like. Okay. No spoils. Yeah. Ooh, in the music video. The part of you that's drifting over me. Yeah. And when I wake your you're never there. Oh, I love it. sleep your Everywhere. This song. It's so bangs. good. It's so good. Tell me how I got this far. Tell me why you're here and who you are. Cause every time I look, you're never there. And every time I see, you're always there. Cause you're Are we gonna listen to the whole thing? No. Okay. No. Well, we're we are gonna listen to the whole thing when we. Oh leave. yeah, in the, the um, subway. Do you remember the Wreckers? That was her country band. Oh uh, no. It was good. Okay. She had a good song, and I know you've heard it, and you, I know you like it. Okay, let's close it out. Okay, last question of the night. I also forgot to come up with an answer to my own question, so you will you're gonna have an answer, and then we're gonna be done. <laughs> uh, oh no. Well, that's fine. Um. What is one event from your youth that you messed up and you think you'd be able to do it perfectly if you could go back and do it over again? So, the definitely the organism orga, orgasm <laughs> oh, yeah. debacle that I'm hoping to talk about in every podcast that we record. I bet you would go back in time and do it again. Probably. The same way. I'm sure. Because it would be like in the forefront of your head and yeah. so you would just, you would say it three times instead of twice. <laughs> like Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, and then everyone and then in the everyone room would have orgasm. an orgasm. <laughs> Can that just be the end of our podcast? Can that be the end of this episode? <laughs> Whatever your answer is, it's not going to be it's better It's not than relevant. <laughs> you can answer if you want, but oh, thank nobody's you listening. Oh, so much. Thank you so much. The the real thing that I'll go back and do again is that I went to the Mayfair, which is like a which is like a fair that happens in my town. It's one day a year, and there are rides and games and stuff, and there was an Alibaba ride. That just was like everybody sits in seats and then the all the seats go up and come around in a circle and just very fast. They just go up, up and down, up and down, up and down in a circle, in a circle. And I was terrified of it and it took my friends three hours to convince me to go on it. And I even went up to – like when they finally convinced me to get on the ride – I even went up to the guy that was controlling the ride and asked him if he could take it easy <laughs> on me. <laughs> You and know that when you ask somebody to take it easy, <laughs> if you ask a carny to take it easy, <laughs> they're going to do the opposite. I know. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the most terrifying moment of my life. And then it ended up being fine. I mean, I don't like rides, but, it, you know, I didn't die. And I didn't barf, so it was all okay. So if I could go back in time, I really made a scene. Like, my friends were like, we're fed up with you. Like, this this is so fucking stupid. Like, get on the ride. 
you bitch. Like, there's only this, there's, <laughs> the this, is one, this fair is one day a year. It's a social event of the season. And you're fucking it up for all of us. We all have dates. You don't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they should have just left you. I know, right? It, it is actually kind of weird that they, they stuck with it. I think they just, like, dug their heels in and they were like, we're, well, we're in it now. And they got me on there. So if I could go back in time, I would um, I would just get on the ride without making a big stink about it. Because I think that that painted me in a negative light. That is a genuine fear, though. Like, when you go to a carnival and you're, like, afraid of throwing up, carnival rides move in such a way that, like, that barf, if you throw up, it's just going to hover in the air mm-hmm. until you come around again. And then it's going to go <laughs> right in your face. Mm-hmm, that's or somebody works. else's face, and that's even worse. Yeah, because then, yeah. I will not get on rides because I saw somebody throw up, and I saw that throw up do a weird thing in the air. Amusement parks are awful. They're awful, and they're stupid, and they're boring, and it's always hot. hot. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs)